It is Thursday, May 28th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who would have been the next Session 904 contestant if it weren't for that wind-up chimp with the symbols, J.P. Shedrick. Oh, welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, May 28th. J.P. Shadrick with you from the home studio. Seems like Armageddon outside right now. Dark clouds, thunder and lightning. San Marcos, St. Nicholas area. And uh, so we've had to bring in extra lighting into the studio if you're watching on Jaguars.com or the social media pages. Just what you want, though, is to see me in more light. Yeah, great. High definition as it is. We've got plenty of show ahead and a lot of quarterback talk today. Senior writer John Osier joins us here in just a moment. We'll break down what quarterback Gardner Minshew had to say today in his media video conference. We'll also hear from Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman. We'll hit some notes from around the National Football League, including some new rules that were approved today by NFL owners. That's all coming up. Uh, but the big news today is quarterback Gardner Minshew II spoke with the Jaguars media today over a, a video conference call. We'll hear throughout the show uh, some of the highlights of that conversation a, a good visit looks to be in really good shape and um, obviously as you would expect Gardner has his head together he's ready to go and I think he's eager to get on the field with some of these guys instead of um, on a video conference call each and every day with uh, in the meeting rooms that's the name that's the name of the game right now that's that's nature as it is in the NFL you got to Roll with it, and so far it's been uh, pretty good for Gardner Minshew. John Osier, senior writer, Jaguars.com, was on that video conference today. Johnny O, good afternoon. How you doing, JP? Dark well, outside. It's, uh, yeah, have you looked out the window recently? Yeah, I've been out. and uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's as bad over here downtown <laughs> as where you are, but we're not far apart, so yeah. it's, if, it, it's threatening. If there's a, if, if I disappear and there's a flashbang and I disappear, you know what happened because um, well maybe or maybe it's just something out of a movie. So. <laughs> maybe so. There's a lot of elect, a lot of electrical equipment coming out of this house right now. So who knows? Um, we need the rain though. That's for sure. John, this is um, it's it's a bit always a huge day when the quarterback talks, and he hasn't talked since the Super Bowl, I guess. Um, it seemed like he's in pretty good shape. It seems like he's got his head together, as we as we just said, and I don't think anybody would expect any less. Uh, he's going to go above and beyond in the work he thinks is required to ha- give himself a chance to be a top-tier, a franchise-type quarterback. That's not going to be a reason why he's not. The work ethic's always going to be there with Gardner. Well, it's uh, – and I think some people sometimes miss that, and – I think a lot of the people listening to us right now probably get that because they're in tune and they know what Gardner's all about. But if you see the Instagram feed and, and, and the picture, you know, the he, he's great on social media. If you follow the RV tour, I have gotten a couple of questions in the off season about, well, why is this guy doing this? Why isn't he working? Well, that's a complete misrepresentation of Gardner. If he's not successful, it won't be because he didn't work for it. You know, the Instagram stuff might be like three minutes a week. The rest of it, you know, this kid works. Every coach you talk to talks about his work ethic. Beyond that, he knows how to apply the work. You talk about his football intelligence. All of that. Um, he he handles everything, does everything the right way, everything you want. Uh, it's just a matter, can he go out on the field and take it to what last year was a promising level to the next level. And no matter what he said on the conference call today, mm-hmm. that question is going to remain, but he handled the conference call great. Yeah, I think he did. And, and I found it interesting. We'll hear from Gardner coming up, some of the highlights of the, the video conference today. You know, it's not the first time he's had to learn an offense, not even in the NFL. It's the second time in the NFL he's had to learn an offense, but – he learned five different offenses in four years of college before that. So there is uh, – you learn a, a lot about yourself and your process to learn an offense when you do it so many times over and over and over. Obviously, everybody would like to be like Tom Brady and have the same offense for 
18 years that they operate and run. doesn't work like that all the time, especially with all this turnover. But Gardner seems equipped or has found his way to be equipped to be able to handle so many changes. Well, this will be, what, his seventh in six years. Wow. That's never ideal, but I it, it didn't seem to me last year that he was far behind, even though it was, it was his first year in, in that offense. He looked like he had a grasp of it. Uh, I have no doubt that he'll get a quick grasp of it, or as quick as you can, being a young guy in his second year um, with a new offense. I thought the most interesting thing of the week along those lines was when Jay Gruden talked yesterday, I think it was, or I'm sorry, Tuesday. Yes. And Jay talked about, and I think this is probably the more accurate thing along these lines, he doesn't worry about the players picking up the offense. What he wants to see is, okay, what do these guys do well within the offense that I can take advantage of? So I think that may be more of what they missed by not being on the field, more than the players not knowing what to do. Because for the most part, offenses are offenses, and the terminology changed, but you, you can usually pick it up. But how quickly this team can get on the field, have Gruden start saying, okay, I know what Chris Thompson can do because he played for me, but how does DJ Chark react in the slot when it's a linebacker on this route? And then that'll give Jay sort of an innate gut feeling of what to call when he's in the booth or, or when he's calling plays. So that's probably a bigger issue than Minshew, but uh, you know, I can't imagine Minshew not picking up the offense very quickly. It's just not who he is. Yeah, that's there's no doubt. John Osier, senior writer, Jaguars.com with us. And back to Jay Gruden quickly. I mean, that was, I think, the key part of his video conference. I mean, we've we got to get on the field to see what's going on here. The classroom's great. You can do the whiteboard like Gardner was talking about today on Microsoft Teams and the technological part. You can be in the classroom. It's fine. But at some point, uh, you got to get on the field. And, and Yeah. Everybody's got the same issue, though, John. It's not like, you know, one team's on the field, one team's not. But in order, especially the first time an offensive coordinator is looking at the pieces he has, you've got to get between the white lines and play. I think that's the key. And you know me, JP. Every OTAs, I'm ecstatic to have something to write about for that uh, four weeks. But standing on the field and watching it, there's a lot of eye roll because really, you know, it, for years, they played this game without this, and now all of a sudden, in the last 20 years, it's become a key. Yeah. But where it is important is when it's a first-year coordinator, and especially an offensive coordinator who's trying to get to know his guys, the guys get to know his you – know, I've always thought that any second-year head coach would be fine with – or a second-year coordinator would be fine. Let the offensive guys come in if they want to. If not, it's fine. If you know it, you know it. But for a first-year coordinator where they're trying to get – this thing down and get it to be second nature it is important jay is an offensive coordinator especially coming in where he hasn't he hasn't been the offensive coordinator in a while he's obviously going to be anxious about that my guess is if they can get a normal training camp that by the time they get to the season they'll be fine but it's certainly going to cause them some anxiety until they get to july 28th or 29th or whenever we get back on the field as uh, Doug Marone always says, they're wearing pajamas anyway during that time. But uh, it is important for yeah, but an for the offense picking oh, it up for right. a receiver right. to get it the number of reps. By the time you know Chris Conley last year, by the end of the season, new flips offense, and it was it was probably second nature by then. But during OTAs, he's learning it, so it's a different it's a different dynamic when it's a new offense. John Ozer, Jaguars.com senior writer with us. Uh, you know, and, and you know, the the first thing when that video came out, what was it last week, the QB country video, a minute long, whatever everybody, you know, salivated on social media about this thing. It's the first time we've had a chance to see him throw a football this offseason, so I kinda get it, but part of me doesn't. Either way, uh, what a lot of people mentioned that I saw on social media about this video is that he looks bigger. He looks a little more uh, ripped, built, defined. Um, and he admitted that today. He'd put on a little bit of weight, a little more weight in the early part of the offseason, trimmed it back down. That's part of his growing process, I think, as not only a quarterback but a, a professional athlete is trying to figure out the optimal playing weight and the reasons behind that, not just – 
you know, arm strength and, and what happens in the shoulders and up top, throwing motion, the whole deal. But he's got to still be able to move around and be the Gardner Minshew that, that lit up things last year at times. Um, there's a balance there, and I think that's just part of a progression for a young quarterback to figure out that ideal playing weight, and I think he's going about it the right way. Yeah, I guess it's always good to be in good shape. I mean, I, I don't as ask a me. Quarterback, <laughs> yeah, as a quarterback, you know, for Gardner specifically, I think there's something to it because he wants to have his arm stronger. He talked about that a little bit, and he's still at the point of of his career where I would think he can gain from that in terms of he talked about he still wants to be heavy enough to get strength on the ball, but the right weight to be able to move around. So. I, I believe there's something to that, and I think that's a positive. How much being ripped or buff is really going to matter in terms of how he plays for a quarterback, I'm fine with it. Um, it can't hurt, but I don't know that it's going to translate that much to what he's doing in the field. So much of what he has to do is being better in the red zone, making better decisions from the pocket, being able to sense the rush. All that stuff is experience stuff that – you either sort of start getting or you don't. I think physically he showed that I, th- I, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, I thought his arm strength started looking better last year anyway. Um, but I just had I have trouble getting excited about a one minute video of a quarterback going in the offseason, <laughs> just like with the, you know, the uh, the Tua stuff for the draft when you put out a, a one minute video of yourself throwing. Here's the question, and and I love Gardner, and he'd probably laugh about this. If he had thrown a couple of incomplete passes and tripped, would he have posted that minute? That's right. The good stuff always makes it. That's how it works. Yeah. So, but <laughs> but I will say this going back, the work ethic. I talked to him at the Super Bowl very briefly on the Friday for the Super Bowl, maybe, and he said then, "Hey, the RV stuff's over. Super Bowl's over. I'm in Naples on Monday." Uh, that attitude and that approach and that mental approach uh i think i think will serve him well and i I think that's more the story of today is just how he has approached this offseason john osher jaguars.com senior writer with us our weekly look back at the ozone podcast now it comes out on mondays on the jaguars official podcast network and on jaguars.com there's a podcast page there you can listen online you can listen on your phone you can listen wherever the heck you want to listen to this thing. This week you had D.J. Hayden, Jaguars cornerback, who, as you've know, as you heard on this radio show and these airwaves before, he is an interesting cat, I'll say that. I like talking to D.J. because you just sometimes don't know exactly what's going to come out of his mouth. How was your visit with D.J.? It was good. I mean, he uh, – uh, we talked a little bit about the story that I think a lot of people know and maybe some Jaguars fans maybe didn't follow the draft when he came out. But he had a he had an injury at Houston when he was in college where he almost died. And it, it was a practice injury where uh, he got hit in a certain way that's usually associated with, with serious car accidents. And if it happens outside of that uh, situation where the doctors don't know what they're doing, uh, it it's essentially a 95% fatality rate. Wow. So he really didn't, you know, he talked about that a little bit. He, he talked about it a lot before, so we didn't spend the entire podcast on that. But he, he said, yeah, it, it certainly changed his perspective on football, on appreciating it all. Uh, so that's always interesting to talk to him about that. Um, he had some interesting things to say about the team. He, he, he said something along the lines, I forget the exact quote, but he said basically it's a whole new team since he got here. And it really is on defense. Think about it. He walked in the door. Jalen and A.J. were at the two corners. He, he was replacing Aaron Colvin, who was a popular guy. Correct. And uh, just Sean and Barry were still the safety. That was a tight-knit group. Now he's the leader of that bunch back there. He's the elder statesman. And uh, I think what has been remarkable about him, J.P., I'm always intrigued by guys who – they come into the league and they sort of go against what you thought their story would be. Here's a top 12 pick when he was drafted. 
but it's supposed to be an outside corner starting for a long time. That part really didn't work out for me. He played for the Raiders four years, the Lions won. Yeah. A lot of times when guys, when that's their first five or six years in the league, their next team, they're one and done and they're out. They're just sort of drifting in the league. Well, here's a guy who's now a core guy on this team, a leader, has reinvented himself, if you will, as one of the best nickel corners because he's a really good football player. He senses the blitz. He knows how to blitz. He's very aware. This guy is what people talk about. He's not a, quote, athlete out there playing a position. He understands the game. He appreciates the game. He's just a very interesting guy to talk to, as we've always seen in the locker room whenever he talks. Once an interview, he'll hit you with one where you're like, that's pretty good. (laughs) And uh, so he had a few of those. I won't give everything away, but he's always interesting. As I think most fans who would be listening to this show follow it closely, he's sort of an underappreciated, really good player on this team. And, you know, a lot of times guys – uh, as you mentioned a second ago, was a top 12 pick, was an outside corner. They may not embrace that move to the inside. And, oh, I'm just a nickel corner now. I'm, I'm just you got to be able to embrace that, and he certainly has, and it's, uh, it's taken him a long way here with the Jacksonville Jaguars, hopefully a lot further. John, well done. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. All right, JP. Peter King's next week podcast. It's a good Whoa, one. Whoa, a big one. It'll be good. Well, it's not bigger than DJ Hayden, but it's – it's Peter King. It's always good. So, there's, I there's appreciate a, it, buddy. No, hey, we'll look forward to that. John Osier, Jaguars.com senior writer, joining us. Check out the Ozone podcast each Monday. Peter King coming up next week. Wow. Um, uh, good stuff there. Uh, we'll look forward to that on Monday, and we'll uh, hear from John again next week. Time now for the Community Spotlight, recognizing the additional long-term economic and health effects that many hardworking families will face this year because of the pandemic. Florida Blue and its parent company, GuideWell, are now matching $2 for every dollar donated to the Employees Local United Way Impact Fund. In addition, Florida Blue committed $2 million in COVID-19 support for Florida communities. Back with more in a moment, we'll hear from Gardner Minshew, some highlights from his media conference today. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh, wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo, too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look, fantastic features, so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. 
All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Diamonds Direct celebrates the reopening of our local economy with our most amazing offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing with no money down on anything and everything. Yes! Now, for a limited time, Diamonds Direct is doing our part to help you get back to normal and celebrate your love like never before. Our prices and values are the best ever. Our showcases are fully stocked, and we're letting you buy now with nothing down, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Been putting off that engagement? Get her a $6,000 designer ring now and pay just $100 a month. Did you miss celebrating that anniversary? How about a $3,000 Diamond Eternity Band for just $50 a month? Summer is the season for love, and we're doing all we can to make this summer one to remember with exceptional values, extra selection, and the most exceptional finance opportunity. Five years, zero interest on approved credit. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Where Jaguars fans find common ground. Duval till we die. 1010XL. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, May 28th. All dailies and dailies dash locations are open and operating under normal hours. Pick up a fresh made-to-order sub or sandwich from dailies dash today. And as our friend Tony Vaselli always says, get the dash sauce. Yes, indeed. That's a, a nice addition to a sandwich from uh, Daily's Dash. Uh, welcome back. J.P. Shatterk with you. Glad you're along with us this afternoon on Jaguars Happy Hour. Another home edition, and it, it feels like we're going to have this uh, for a little while longer. Yes, the Jaguars facility opened for business this week on Tuesday, in fact. Uh, up to about 75 employees. There's uh, uh, quite a rigorous way to get into the building. They uh, put the temperature on the forehead, the scan thing, and then you you got to follow the directions. Haven't been in yet. Not on the list. Not on the 75. And uh, that's okay. We can do our work here from home. We're very fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, at some point, they'll uh, if things go well in this first wave, then the expansion of that could come in, in phase two and, and more people would be allowed in the building uh, down at TIAA Bank Field. But for now, the first wave is there. That's a good start. And uh, let's hope things continue to go the right way for everybody, certainly. Uh, in our office as well. Today, uh, since everybody's working from home still, there was a video media conference. And this week it was Gardner Minshew the second. Earlier in the week it was Jay Gruden, the offensive coordinator. We'll hear a couple of bites from him as well. But today, Gardner Minshew spoke to the media for the first time since the Super Bowl. He was making the media rounds then. Uh, since then, he has been uh, getting back on track uh, physically. He was in Naples right after the Super Bowl. You heard John Osier mentioned that he ended up going back to Brandon Mississippi right outside of Jackson when everything started to shut down so he's been working out of there over the last few uh, weeks month or two Uh, so it's good to hear from Gardner Minshew today Um, everybody uh, a lot of people not everybody saw the video on Twitter last week of him throwing the football around about 54 seconds worth and it caused a stir on social media but it was the reason Nobody's really seen him throw the football this offseason. He looked a little bigger, a little stronger, and he was asked today about that offseason work and what he's been up to. Uh, I've been trying to really every asset, just, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, really putting an emphasis on uh, trying to figure out the best weight for me to, you know, have as much arm strength as possible while maintaining uh, as much speed. So just figuring that out, it's been a fun process, had a lot of help. Uh, Coach uh, Anthony Tumbarello, been training with him a lot down in uh, South Florida, um, and also with using Coach Milo's stuff with the Jags. Uh, you know, kind of a joint effort there. We've been able to, I think, get me moving in the right direction. The ideal weight, you know, we, we talked with Osher a second ago. Uh, what that could mean, you know, for a lot of quarterbacks. Okay, well, for the way Gardner played last year, it is important. He's got to get that arm strength up a little bit. He's admitted it. But he also has to be able to move around and be the Gardner Minshew that we've seen at least already in the NFL. It would be nice, though, at some point if he would maybe not run as much as early. That's a whole other story. But 
uh, that will come with maturity in the NFL as well. But it's a process for a young quarterback who's trying to find a balance with um, gaining some strength while not slowing himself down. And the other question with it was today about the ideal weight and uh, the fluctuation so far this offseason. I gained probably like 10 pounds after the season, got up to like 230, and then I've cut back down to where I'm really just holding better weight, I feel like. Uh, so now I'm anywhere like 222 to 225. Uh, just with more than anything, with just emphasis on, you know, where I feel good running um, and where I feel good you know, having enough juice on the ball. Well, uh, that little bit, as we said, will be a process that continues throughout this offseason and into training camp to to make sure he can maintain that weight when things are 115 degrees outside uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. This is also for Gardner Minshew, of course, his second offense he's learning in the National Football League. But he learned five different offenses over four years in college, moving around to all those different schools, finishing up at Washington State in the air raid out there with Mike Leach, where he had his greatest success, of course. But it's a lot to learn. And the process of how you learn an offense was uh, a question today. And uh, Gardner Minshew kind of let you inside his mind a bit. Yeah, I think just the more that you have to do it, which I learned – I think it was five offenses in four years in college, which that doesn't even make sense, but that's the truth. <laughs> but I think just learning how you learn best, I think that experience helped me as I move into, you know, the more complicated NFL offenses, but still just keeping that same process of, um, you know, of learning how much repetition, how much, you know, different ways um, and different, you know, whether it's hearing recordings, whether it's writing it out, whether it's, you know, just reading um, or a com- combination of both. I think just learning your own process is key for that. Does this, because it's virtual now, is this forcing you to change maybe the way you're picking this up? Because you don't have the benefit of immediately going out there on the field and team reps. Yeah, uh, it's different. But when I was at Washington State, this was kind of a similar thing. Cause I wasn't there for the spring, so I had to do a lot of it on my own as well. Um, but, I mean, we've been fortunate. We're meeting every day with uh, Coach McAdoo, Coach Gruden, the other guys in the QB room, I think we're all helping each other and, you know, getting, you know, as good a work as we can. And then I think you have to take it, uh, take ownership on your own as well. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating. Yeah, You can say all the time football is football, plays are all the same, but it is still the language and everything that comes with it. And the process of learning that uh, is difficult. And it helps, as he said there, if you know what your process is, ask a a veteran backup who's been with five different teams, what that's like, and uh, they get better at it over time. And, and he's had a lot of experience in changing offenses already. Now you got to go out and execute it. The next trick is getting out there and trying to work on executing it. And you can't do that alone as a quarterback. you got to have guys to throw to receivers. How do you work with receivers? What are the plans moving ahead in this offseason? Another topic from Gardner Minshew. Since, I guess, the day after the Super Bowl, I've been going like six days a week for the last however many months it's been. Uh, it's been a lot of fun um, seeing, you know, growth in yourself and your game. Uh, I've been talking to the receivers, everybody. We're working on uh, – should be back in Jacksonville soon. We'll be able to get some, you know, field work there. Uh, we've been doing some players-only walkthroughs uh, virtually that have been, I think, helping guys learn um, and also just getting us together. And then I think moving forward, we're also going to try to get together a little bit more, um, you know, before camp to kind of get – what reps we can, you know, while being, you know, safe and smart. All right. So off-season work on, in the plans for the quarterback and some of the receivers. Uh, we'll see how those flesh out and we'll see what's allowed first off. And then uh, it is the players off time in the off-season so they can do what they please. But at least from the restriction standpoint from COVID-19, uh, seem, things seem to be opening up a bit uh, here in Jacksonville the last few weeks, which is a good sign. So, um, sounds like Minshew and the receivers have some plans ahead. The other uh, interesting thought today was uh, how are these position meetings and offensive meetings going on Microsoft Teams? What actually happens in a position group or an offensive meeting? And Gardner Minshew took us inside the room. Yeah, so on Microsoft Teams, there's an um, application in it called Whiteboard. And so you're basically on a group call. Uh, I'll call out a play. And, uh, like, whoever's in for that play will just draw their assignment. And we just kind of go around and talk about it. All right, what are you thinking here? What do you like against cover two? How are you running this? Uh, and I think it's a good way 
you know, it's one thing to learn it on paper, but to hear the call um, and then know what to do right there. I think it's been a good way, you know, kind of making the best of a, a bad situation. With how everything is right now, I think it's as close as we're getting, which hopefully um, here soon we'll all get together and, um, you know, really get, you know, quality work together on the field. Technology's grand, and everybody in the NFL is leaning on those IT departments, and it's uh, so far in this offseason paid off. The uh, the draft happened without a hitch, schedule release, a lot of different things have gone on as scheduled this offseason, including the virtual offseason program. So, uh, hats off to the IT folks around the league, certainly for the Jacksonville Jaguars, to making sure all these players and, and coaches and everybody are, are wired up properly to be able to communicate and find different ways to to get a new offense put in. And as we said, we, you got to get back on the field at some point. Earlier this week, we uh, heard from Jay Gruden, the offensive coordinator who joined the Jaguars this January. He was the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, of course. And, uh, you know, he's got a couple of pieces on the offense that have been with him before. Um, Chris Thompson, one of those. Tyler Eifert, the tight end, another one. But it's all – it all starts with the quarterback, obviously, in every offense and, and how that player can execute and get players around him to perform and, and do different things. But for an offensive coordinator, this this classroom works great, but you got to get out on the field and get an idea of what guys can do if you haven't seen them do it in person before. Can DJ Chark move inside? Does he have the ability to, to get off a linebacker? Does D.D. Uh, Westbrook, is he comfortable outside doing different things? What can the tight end do? Can he move in the backfield? Can a running back, is, he, is it possible for him to go out in a passing route? Can he actually go do that? Well, you don't know until you see it. And that's been a challenge for Jay Gruden this offseason. He wants to see everybody on the grass. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a little difficult. It's one thing installing plays on a chessboard and, and virtual meetings and letting them get to know the concepts and all that stuff. But it's another thing going out and see these guys execute and see what they're good at, see uh, you know what guys can do. You know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of information as far as how these guys can handle different positions and how to run different routes and all that stuff. I know DD played in the slot. Uh, we drafted uh, LaVista. We'll see what he can do outside and inside. I'd like to move um, some of the other receivers around a little bit, Chris and DJ, and see what happens. And then, you know, you get Chris Thompson for uh, some of the backfield stuff, but seeing Q and obviously Leonard uh, do some stuff out of the backfield, just to get to know everybody. And they get Tyler Eifert back in the mix and moving him around and see where Josh Oliver's at and uh, James. And, and it's just, we got to get these guys on the field. I think from a knowledge standpoint, they'll know the plays and the concepts, but then, getting them out there and seeing them execute it and versus different looks and finding out what they're good at um, so we can best utilize their skills that we got to get out on the field soon. And every team in the league has the same issue right now, and um, we'll see how this offseason goes. Maybe they'll be back on the field uh, before we know it. That would be nice. Training camp scheduled to open in late July. Uh, so there it is. Gardner Minshew today, the biggest news, Jay Gruden earlier this week. A uh, lot of offense and quarterback talk on this show, and that will continue when we come back. Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman will break down some of the comments of Gardner Minshew today. This year we've made becoming a season ticket member easier than ever. If you're concerned your financial situation may change, the Jags are offering full refunds up to the start of the season, and you can defer up to 40% of your 2020 costs into next year with our two-year agreements or take advantage of interest-free seven-month payment plans, all designed to get you and your family back to football at the bank. Get all the details at jaguars.com or call 633-2000. Jeff Lagerman around the corner at Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. 
Call or visit yours today. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hi everyone this is randy goodwin from pri productions we understand the impact current times have had on our community as an event production company pri productions has been there when you've celebrated honored cheered rallied raise awareness or just be entertained and we look forward to being there again soon what a time we're going to have when we all get together again the celebrations and gatherings will be awesome and have more meaning than ever before but until then we wish you and your family the very best be safe see you soon he spends more time with the jaguars than his own kids and no one covers your favorite team better than 1010 xl's hayes carline Money Pages is helping communities save and local businesses grow through its magazine and app. Download the free Money Pages app for local savings instantly. Jaguars Happy Hour continues. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. We're halfway home. Well, I am home, but we're halfway home on the program on this May 28th. Jeff Lagerman joins us now on the phone. Jaguars analyst Jeff, good afternoon. What's up? Hey, JP. Uh, just sitting here with a uh, with a dog that doesn't like thunder curled up up against me about as tight as we possibly can be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's that time of year, I guess. These afternoon storms have popped up. We had a lot of rain earlier. What uh, two days ago was the nasty yeah, rain? Yeah, I think uh, I think we, we got the uh, the week of of being like uh, like the Seattle. Uh, residents and having rain nonstop every day and yeah ready for a little break of that ready for a little sunshine ready for things to dry out we could uh, use the rain though for sure and um, we'll we'll enjoy it when it's gone and it uh, looks like here at least in this neighborhood it's starting to clear off a little bit. i had to bring an extra lamp in here to, so people could see the camera i mean this is that's how dark this room was today all the clouds and the the thunder and lightning everything going on jeff logman with us jaguars analyst uh, the quarterback talk today, Logs. First yeah. time since the Super Bowl. Um, did you have a chance to check it out or uh, see the transcript, or uh, and what did you think? Yeah, I, I, I saw some of it, and and I think it's it, it's such a unique position, and uh, and it and it creates obviously a lot of a lot of interest and a lot of curiosity just because it's I mean, it's the most important position in football, and I think it's it's the greatest position in all of sports. Uh, it's the most demanding, it's the hardest position. And so when someone talks at that position, you certainly want to listen to them, especially if it's with your football team. And, you know, look, it, that's a position that the Jaguars are very hopeful that Gardner Minshew can handle, you know, because there's a lot of unknowns with that position. And it requires a work ethic that 
I think that just like any other position, if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to put in the work, you can get some great results. And it appears from listening to those comments that Minshew was putting in the work, you know, because one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game was Peyton Manning. Uh, another one in, in the era that we obviously have just enjoyed was Tom Brady, and we're still enjoying that era. Yes, yes. And when you watch Tom Brady work, as we were fortunate enough to be able to see when we went up to New England and spent a week up there watching the Jaguars practice with the Patriots, we got to see what his work ethic was like. And and I was unbelievably impressed with how he always went the extra mile. And, and when you read about Peyton Manning, the commitment that he had, in fact, uh, wasn't, uh, I think it was today, there was an article that came out, and it was David Cutcliffe was talking about the quarterback for the New York Giants, the current quarterback, Jones, Daniel Jones. Yeah. And he said he compared him to both Peyton Manning and Eli Manning because he had such a great, strong work ethic. Well, that's what the position requires. And, and Minshew is going to be able to have to have that type of commitment because uh, if you're going to be good, uh, one of the great things about playing the position is that you can have talent. But the decision-making is, in a lot of cases, where you're good or you're not good. And if you're willing to put in the work and the hard work mentally in the offseason, your decision-making becomes better when you get to the real games, and, and that's why the hard work is so important at that position. And the physical work of it, if it can keep up with the mental part, then you have uh, more of a chance to be successful uh, in that well, way and, and execute yes. the things you're thinking about, you know? Yes, and when you're talking about the physical preparation, I mean, we're not talking about, like, you know, a linebacker or a running back or a defensive end, you know, to where you're – look, you want to increase your bench pressure if you can get it up, you know, 60, 70 pounds in the offseason and become a stronger player. I mean, that's not what we're talking about for a quarterback no. position. I mean, obviously it's – it's a little different, but I mean, when the quarterback can become better conditioned and and have his body more in tune to playing the game, it's certainly better. But you know, when I talk about the hard work and the commitment, I mean, for me, it's the mental side of the game because it is the most demanding position from a mental aspect than than anything else in football, and uh, and I think maybe more than anything else in in sport because. There are so many things that happen so fast and so many things that the quarterback has to factor into the decision-making process from a mental standpoint. The physical part, absolutely. You don't want to have to have the physical part slowing you down to where you're, it's distracting your mental capability. You want to make sure that physically you're capable, physically you're at your best, and that goes without, without even being said. But the mental aspect of playing the, the game, a football from the quarterback position. I mean, it's, it's just so unique. I mean, look, I didn't play quarterback at, at the high level. I played it when I was young, but I certainly got to watch it for many years and to watch it from a distance, watch it up close. And it is, it's a tough position to play. And, uh, and for so many different reasons and the better that you can be mentally, the better that you can be physically, the better chance you have of succeeding. And it's not easy to succeed. Even, even though you're physically prepared and you're mentally prepared. Jeff Lagerman with us, Jaguars analyst. It's Jaguars happy hour on this May 28th. And that's another part of this thing, too, is that we heard Jay Gruden earlier this week uh, discuss, yeah, that the classroom's nice, you can learn everything you want, but at least from his perspective as an offensive coordinator who has not seen his players in person this offseason – uh, you got to get on the field and and see what these guys can do if you're going to move them around. I'm sure it's the same for Gardner. You got to get on the field and and get some timing down. See how a guy runs a certain route. I think those two go hand in hand, the coordinator and the quarterback. But it's obviously this is not the only team having to deal with this right now. So every no. team around the league, but this is a little different. It is a new offense with a new offensive coordinator and a quarterback who's a second year player. The more time on the grass you can have, the better. Yeah, that was, you know, I read and and the interview with with Jay Gruden, and that's the one thing that I came away from reading the transcript on the interview from Jay was that, boy, here's a coach that has, what's the right word, uh, a little nervousness, maybe a little anxiety about little not anxious. being able yeah. to work Absolutely. with his football team, with his offense, with his quarterback. 
you know, that he, he, he mentioned it. He did it so many different times in the interview, how he wants to work. He wants to get people in. He wants to, you know, to work with people hands on. He wants to have a normal off season. And that's what I talked about. I think with you, gosh, JP, it was probably about a month and a half ago when we started realizing this was going to be a very abnormal off season and that the, the Jaguars football team is going to be behind, I think, a lot of other football teams in the National Football League for a couple different reasons. One, they have a new offensive coordinator. Two, they have a very young quarterback. They have a lot of change on, on from a personnel standpoint to some extent on the offense. And to have all of that that's, that's change going into one season in which you're not on the grass, you're not repping it, you're not getting the mental learning opportunities. I mean, that's tough. It's extremely tough. And so for the teams that have had consistency from a from a scheme standpoint to a, the consistency from a personnel standpoint, those are the teams that are going to be at, at an advantage going into this year, more so maybe than any other year. Jeff Lagerman with us, Jaguars analyst. It does feel, though, just in general, overall, that uh, there has been some positivity the last couple of weeks about the future. I mean, some of the – well, all the um, buildings around the National Football League are starting to open bit by bit. That's step one. Uh, but that's a that's a step in the right direction, which is we needed some positivity around this whole thing with, with everything going on. There's some other sports that are about to open up and start playing. I think the Premier League is going to open in June now, uh, middle of June. NBA is talking about coming back. NHL is going to have a, a whole playoff, um, uh, the whole deal, that, that no regular season games, but pods basically for a playoff yeah it was like a 2014 playoff yeah. or something so of that nature i think we were due for some positive news which is good for the sports world in general well it is but i think i think there's some tweaking and some unknowns i think that are going to have to be addressed and when i say tweaking how are you going to handle the season how are you going to handle your football team you know how are you going to handle rosters uh, what happens if, I mean, if you have somebody who's asymptomatic and all of a sudden you've got six guys or seven guys on your team that all of a sudden is out and they have to self-quarantine, what are you going to do? You know, can you can you find a way to have expanded rosters this year? Will you need expanded rosters? Boy, I mean, especially – uh, we talk about the quarterback position, which we were just talking about Gardner Minshew. If you have quarterback room that all of a sudden you have COVID-19 go into a room and most teams, in the national football league, it's become, I don't want to say a trend, but it's become probably more popular to have only two quarterbacks on your roster. Well, are you going to go into this season with only two quarterbacks on your roster when you run the risk of, maybe having the room not available, mm. you know? So I think there's a whole, whole different set of things that are, that are being planned for, but there are also maybe some things that won't be able to be planned for. I mean, from a coaching staff perspective to a personnel standpoint, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a different it's a different time, and certainly there's a lot of things to to try to consider or to try to factor in. But there's a lot of things also that you know we may not even even think of right now that yep. that sports teams are going to have to deal with when they do end up in fact start playing. Well, at least at least yet, not yet, but uh, at least this sport NFL is not talking about money issues that's uh, major league baseball's problem right now there's a big big difference between the players and the owners and uh it sounds like they're ready to go but it's just a financial thing I, that's not on the table yet but I, I'm curious if that even comes up down the line well I mean I you know look the salary cap gets adjusted based upon what the what the revenue is is you know yeah. so we I touched mean, on that last week yes yeah I mean so yeah. I mean that I don't think that that's that's not really an issue. I mean, I think there's going to be now. Here's something that we didn't talk about last week. I mean, but I think it, we we somewhat touched on it a while ago when it came came to the Ngakwe situation. 
you know, there's a lot of owners that are probably going to be a little reluctant to giving long-term deals out to to certain guys or uh, or to players this year. I mean, yeah. just from what is the what is the economic model in the future look like? You know, how much cash in hand is, is an owner going to be able to have to spend? You know, as far as liquidity to be able to front for guaranteed money and signing bonuses for players in the future. You know, are, are owners and football teams going to be reluctant to do that with uh, maybe a little bit of an unknown climate this year, you know, and going forward? You know, so I think there's, there's a lot of unknowns from that standpoint. But, you know, the reality is, is that the NFL has a, a revenue sharing model. So there's not going to be, a, I don't think, from a you know, trying to figure out where what the money's going to be. I don't think that's an issue because that's kind of predetermined. Now, there may be some some issue with trying to do certain things from a scheduling standpoint just because a lot of things have already been collectively bargained and have dates on it, and those things are going to have to be ironed out. But from a money standpoint and the collective bargaining agreement recently having been extended, uh, I don't think that that will be an issue like it is with baseball right now. Logs, good stuff as always. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, JP. See you, buddy. Jeff Logman, Jaguars analyst with us. We're back in a moment. We'll wrap it up and go through some of these playing rules changes that were approved today by NFL owners. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some things make a house your home. Like clean, fresh sheets that make a bed with the soothing scent of fabric softener your thing. When drying clothes with natural gas, you get faster, gentler drying times, save money, and earn a rebate up to $150. Your home. Our safe, reliable, efficient energy. Love natural gas. Find rebate details at peoplesgas.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Diamonds Direct celebrates the reopening of our local economy with our most amazing offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing with no money down on anything and everything. Yes! Now, for a limited time, Diamonds Direct is doing our part to help you get back to normal and celebrate your love like never before. Our prices and values are the best ever. Our showcases are fully stocked, and we're letting you buy now with nothing down, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Been putting off that engagement? Get her a $6,000 designer ring now and pay just $100 a month. Did you miss celebrating that anniversary? How about a $3,000 diamond eternity band for just $50 a month? Some 
summer is the season for love, and we're doing all we can to make this summer one to remember. With exceptional values, extra selection, and the most exceptional finance opportunity. Five years, zero interest on approved credit. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. No radio? No problem. Take 1010XL with you anywhere you go. Download the 1010XL app, free for Apple and Android users. Final moments of Jaguars Happy Hour, May 28th. J.P. Shadrick with you. Florida Farm Congaree and Penn continues to offer picnicking and dining on the patio and grounds at a limited capacity. Visit congareeandpen.com and book your pass for farm access and plan your visit today. A little rainy today, but check them out. Congaree and Penn. Uh, final moments here of Jaguars Happy Hour. Uh, an, um, another round of owners' meetings today in the National Football League. That meant that some new rules have been voted in, approved 2020 playing rules that have been brought in. Three of them were approved today. Uh, rule 15, Section 2. I know everybody listening and watching knows the rule book numbers by heart. If not, you should. I don't either. Uh, to make permanent the expansion of automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by a foul and any successful or unsuccessful try attempt. That's one. Uh, the next rule voted in today, expanding defenseless player protection to a kickoff or a punt returner who is in possession of the ball but has not had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact. So that adds to the defenseless player. Uh, if a guy's making a catch... Boom, makes the catch, has barely stepped or moved. He gets popped. Uh, that can now be a foul, which is an interesting interpretation. Will be a, a big key there. Uh, and finally, the third one, preventing teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball fouls while the clock is running. Some of you might remember New England. Bill Belichick doing this. I think it was middle of the season. And then the Titans doing it back to him. Uh, where they had the lead, they're trying to kill the clock. They kept uh, false starting on offense, and the clock would start again, run down. They'd false start, and another 40 seconds would run off, and they did it a handful of times before they finally snapped the ball away. So that is now uh, outlawed. A bylaw was approved today as well, uh, and this is in terms of the roster. It increases the number of players that can be designated for return from two to three. And it wasn't that long ago you could only have one per season go to the IR and then come back designated to return. They fairly recently moved it to two. Now it's three. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's good. That's a that's a good addition, actually, I think, for, for guys that are banged up. Gives some teams some options to get guys back uh, off the injured reserved list. Those are the changes today. Uh, another one that was widely talked about was the fourth and 15 uh, play instead of an onside kick. And uh, Bob Labriola with the Steelers uh, tweeted out today, he's a reporter for the Steelers, President Art Rooney II of the Steelers said, quote, we really weren't in favor of this one. This one was a little too much of a gimmick, end quote. So they've tabled that uh, until the further time when they can actually uh, talk about it a little bit more. That was one notable one that did not get passed today. Uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes opened their negotiations and here's how it should go. Hey, Patrick, here's the checkbook. Uh, we've written your name. Uh, we've got your account number. Uh, just fill in that part with a number. You can have whatever you want. That's what they should do. End of the, it should take five minutes. It should be over. Three cheers uh, this week going out to DJ Chark Jr. He's now engaged to be married. Congratulations. DJ got engaged on the beach. Chantel Baker, his now fiance. Uh, said yes. So congratulations to the uh, Pro Bowl receiver, DJ Chark, engaged to be married, and uh, we're excited for him, certainly, and uh, excited for what he can do professionally now, excited for him personally as well. We always were, but a uh, good guy, and congratulations to DJ and Chantel. Thanks to uh, our entire crew this week, John Ozer joining us, uh, Jeff Lagerman joining us on the phone as well, uh, Gardner Minshew did the media conference today. And for everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick, and that should do it for Jaguars Happy Hour. Uh, tune in tomorrow on the podcast channel for the TIAA Bank Jaguars Week in Review. That comes up about 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. 
We'll be back again next week with Jags Drive Time on Tuesday morning on the team website and Jaguars Happy Hour Thursday afternoon. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. The flagship station of the Jacksonville Jaguars. WJXLAM and FM. Jacksonville Beach. 1010XL. 92.5 FM.